It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Crash and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 438 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and the fire to your day. Now, where is the coffee? Today on the show, our look at the metaverse continues as we look at all the struggles the metaverse is sure to bring with it. Also on the show today, Matt goes head-to-head with one of our back row buds. But first, today is January 26th. It's a Wednesday. It's year 2022, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) I got there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It is National Peanut Brittle Day. (laughs) Peanut Brittle. My favorite is Cashew Brittle. Oh, my gosh. It's good. Have you ever had cashew brittle? I don't think so. Cashew brittle followed by pecan brittle. Those are my two favorite brittles. Did Tamara make cashew brittle? Cashew brittle from Tamara was the, okay. oh gosh. So yes, I have had it. Oh gosh. I've begged her for it every year since the last time she did it. Has she made it? It has yet to occur. Mm. It ain't it ain't occurring this Christmas either. Yeah. Pregnant with their eighty seventh kid. <laughs> They're giving the Duggars a run for their money, that's for sure. <laughs> we love you, Tamara. Uh, it's also National Green Juice Day. Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> I am good with my other colored juices. I don't need green juice. <sighs> and? And it is Australia Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm which is the anniversary of the country's settlement in 1788. Shout out to... We're throwing that in for our Christian two, and Rivka. Our two very uh, active Australian followers. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Who have gifted us like a bag of, of Australian goodies that we've know, been doing super, for our taste tests. Super on, excited. Uh, yeah, on, on, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. We don't do those on the radio show. No. Nope. It's a bonus to end our Twitch streams. So, hey, so they get a day off in Australia day, for, yeah. well, for of course on today. I mean, yeah, it's holiday. just not something that you would ever, like, that's not something I would have thought about. <laughs> <sighs> Chill out. Let it, <laughs> let me process it and then be oh. in a little bit of shock. So they, they sent the us off. those, they'll send us those Tim Tams <laughs> and then we did yes. the Tim Tam Slam at home. Yes. It was great, wasn't it? Uh-huh, it was, it was amazing. so good. So <laughs> Matt messages me and says, can you do the Tim Tam Slam? And I was Film like, yourself. I'll, huh? <laughs> Film yourself. Yeah. Send I was like, I'll, I'll do it in the morning. All right, fine. Well, then I message him in the morning and I'm like, okay, I'm not saying anything. It is. I'm not going to talk at all. Yeah. It's going to be all <laughs> silent. And he's like, you're not even going to explain what you're doing. <laughs> you're not even going to like react to, to how it tastes or anything. No, my, my <laughs> face is going to be all the reaction, but it worked so, really well. It actually was a very, very clean video. Uh-huh, with yeah. A lot of kind of an ASMR vibes to it with the of the packaging and all that. I mean, it was good. I was, was proud good. of myself. <laughs> it got much more views on TikTok than mine did. So just, you know, just so you're aware. That's it was very good. Not because it was good. <laughs> <laughs> can i throw at you something over here gracious whatever because you're ugly that's not what i said that's not what i said at all in fact you now were told that you a... were gorgeous today so you know whatever now it's time for a back row Bud and I to go head-to-head in a game. That's right, everybody. Matt is defending his dignity in a game by... Game of my choosing. 
Mm-hmm. And today he's going up against Megara. Megara. Uh-huh. Mayhem Meg. Yep. Mayhem Ew. Meg herself. Hey. Oh, she's there here. Is Meg. She's arrived. I have arrived. Hola. She's at my party. time. <laughs> Your time is now. Your yes. time is nigh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and they are going to play Rapid Fire. That's what rapid we decided fire. on. Rapid right? Fire. Yeah, that's what rapid we chose. Rapid Fire. So the way this game works is Mo will ask you to give her like three examples of a certain thing. So it's like name three words that start with S. And so you have to yell out three words to start with S. There is a timer going down. Uh, once you get one correct, you move on to another question. And as many of these as you can get answered correctly in that time is your score at the end. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to skip, but if you skip one, you cannot skip the next one. It won't let you. So whatever that next one comes up as, you have to answer it. Yeah, so sparingly use those skips. <laughs> you never okay. know. That makes sense? It sounds like a good plan. <laughs> okay. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Ooh, ooh, okay. She's confident. Coming out I am the, confident. With the confidence, making uh-huh. me scared a little. You okay. should be shaking in your boots. All right. Oh, here's an ad. An ad Gotta love those ads. A ripoff of Excitebike. All right. Team Meg will answer first. Got it. All right. Are you ready, Meg? I am ready. All right. Here we go. Name three indoor sports. Uh, basketball, uh, indoor hockey, and volleyball. Name three tropical vacation destinations. Hawaii, Bermuda, Jamaica. Name three words that rhyme with flow. Glow, yo, no. Name three words that start with you. Under, up, umbrella. Name three words that rhyme with chair. Hair, there, where. Name three jobs at a supermarket. Uh, cashier, meat department, deli. Name three pasta noodles. Uh, does gluten count? Spaghetti, rigatoni, and macaroni. There you go. Name three beauty product brands. Uh, Maybelline, Alta, and Bare Minerals. Name three lakes. Uh, Michigan, Superior, Erie. All right. That was eight. Good job, Meg. That was really good. That was really good. (sighs) Well, here's here's where I also need, I forgot to announce that if you beat me in this game, you win a uh, I Made Radio Matt Cry sticker, Uh, exclusive sticker Mm -hmm. that you can't order and you can't get any other way than making me cry. I will say, I think that the, the most amount that I have ever gotten is seven. I think you're right. And yeah, <laughs> so you beat I'm, that. I am Meg, now nervous. So. I'm going to have one of those moments where it's going to be something super easy and I'm going to have the biggest brain fart. <laughs> We've done that several times. Word game, you kind of gave it, gave me a kind of easy one. I like words. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Are you ready, Matt? Yeah. Take a breath. Okay. Here we go. Name three horoscope signs. Aries, Cancer, Libra. Name three road signs. Stop, yield, one way. Name three things found in a hospital. Gauze, needles, beds. Name three mountain ranges. Rockies, Appalachians, uh, nope, skip, dang it. (laughs) Okay, name three birds. Blue jay, cardinal, pigeon. Disappointed. Name three stereotypes. Uh, Stereotypes? Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) I pass, feel like it'd be pass, offensive. Yes. Pass, na- <laughs> name three round objects. Ball, uh, tire, mug. Name three modes of transportation. Car, plane, train. Name three Slurpee flavors. Mountain Dew, Cherry, Coke. Name three Charlie Brown characters. Charlie Brown, uh, you're Linus done. Lucy. 
Oh, and it was seven to eight. Come on. It was seven to eight. Good job, Meg. Maybe if you didn't spend half a second commenting on my bird choices, I could have gotten that you last half a second Oriole. in. You didn't say Oriole. You didn't say Oriole. But good game, Matt. Good That's game. That's why I said disappointed. Shenanigans. Shenanigans is right. Why the heck are they going to name three stereotypes? That is it's like the biggest... That's the biggest setup in history. Name three stereotypes. I mean, obviously, you're, any any answer that I gave would come across as something that I believe. I mean, <laughs> you you could have said stereotypes that apply to you. What stereotypes apply know. to me? Something about bald men. <laughs> <laughs> We're rakishly good looking. We're excellent lovers. What? <laughs> it just got awkward. Uh, why you gotta make things weird? <laughs> All right, Megara. Dang it, I don't agree with it, but you won. She totally won. What are you well, talking yeah, about? Well, yeah, I mean, her her performance definitely earned the sticker. I'm Hold just, on. I don't agree with the game that was presented to me on my side. Thank you for uh, letting me play, Matt. I'm sorry you got such a difficult round. What was the that one was, that, that was, you really got choked up on? That was unfair, I agree. The game was definitely was out to get you. One. No, um, it was before the stereotypes one. That was the second one that you passed. You that passed, wasn't the one I got choked up you on. You passed but... one where you had already named two things. Right, what it was, was it, mountain Meg? Well, it was the knew, mountain one. I only, yeah. knew, I only knew two off the hand. I'm like, dang the it, Alps. skip. Sorry, I didn't know it off the top of my head. What do you want from me here? All right, Megara, I will be getting your address and mailing you the sticker and probably a bunch of other stickers, too. Sounds excellent. Because Thank you so awesome. much for letting me play. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing, Meg. Really fun. And beating him. <laughs> You're welcome, Mo. I did it just for you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. This week in nerd history, that's a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> nerd history. Specifically, that tool was a shovel because January 26th, 1954 was the day ground was broken in Anaheim, California for Disneyland, the first theme park created by Disney. Walt Disney came up with the concept of Disneyland after visiting various amusement parks with his daughters in the 1930s and 40s. He initially envisioned building a tourist attraction adjacent to his studios in Burbank to entertain fans who wished to visit. However, he soon realized that the proposed site was far too small. After hiring the Stanford Research Institute to perform a feasibility study determining an appropriate site for his project, Disney bought a 160-acre site near Anaheim in 1953. The park was designed by a creative team handpicked by Walt from internal and outside talent. They founded WED Enterprises, the precursor to today's Walt Disney's Imagineering. The park has undergone several expansions over the years, adding New Orleans Square in 1966, Bear Country in 1972, Mickey's Toontown in 1993, and most recently, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in 2019. Admission prices have changed drastically over the years as well. In 1955, adults could get into the park for only a dollar, and children's admission was only 50 cents. Today, a ticket just to get into the park, which does not include rides or anything other than getting to walk through the gate, can cost as much as 164 bucks. Since opening, the park has only gone dark seven times, twice because of winter storms in 87 and 92, three times for national tragedies, JFK's assassination in 63, a massive anti-Vietnam riot in 1970, and after 9-11, once for an inspection after the Northridge earthquake in 1994, and most recently, they closed for over a year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There are thousands more facts I could share about Disneyland, but suffice it to say, it plays a big role in our American pop culture. Gosh! I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Morning show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. 
She's got to put on her PIN number. You have six digits in your passcode? Sheesh. Yes. Someone's worried. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, it's my birthday. Do you know it? Um, it's in, it's oh, in July, gosh, right? So it's in July. July 13th. Nope. Mm -mm. 31st. Nope. 23rd. Uh-uh. Is there a three in it? Nope. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. This proves miss, my point. I missed Listen. this one. Hold on. Both your son and I got that question wrong in the little Yeah, I know. Chip Here's thing, the thing. So. <laughs> I actually changed my Your password. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> my password for the longest time was Topher's birthday. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. From like the time he was born. That has been my password for practically everything. And then I had this realization that everybody in my family knew my password and they did not know my birthday. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm changing my password to my birthday. And we'll see how many people come up to me and say, Mom, what's your password? I can't get in. And I'll just look at them and say, it's my birthday. <laughs> and walk away. It's very passive aggressive of you. <sighs> Which is not me <laughs> normally. Sure. So. <laughs> no, I'm I'm aggressively aggressive normally. So no, I'm, I'm very open about my <laughs> yeah, aggression. There is nothing passive about it. Anyway, uh, Kaylee, it is six digits, so I know that you know the first four, but do you know the last two? Is anyway, this the fun fact: your birthday. The fact of the day is the Australian Alps get more snow than the Swiss Alps. Snow usually falls between June and September, meaning Australia is the perfect place to get your skiing fixed during the Northern Hemisphere summer. You say June weird. June? <laughs> June. Shut up. <laughs> June. It's one of those words. June. June. One of those words. June. Gin and tonic. Okay. <laughs> now it's over to our weird news desk. You said gin and tonic. <laughs> I it's said not what gin and tonic. It's not what it is at all. It's juice. Anyway. Um, <laughs> here's a news story you might not have heard of. Uh, this one. Okay. So I'm bringing this up. Not so much that it's a weird news story. It's weird how it's being presented. So let me, let me set up the scene. The Pope, Pope Francis, is walking out of a record shop that he was invited to come and bless because it is a new business and that's apparently something that happens around the Vatican is that the Pope will come and bless new businesses, which I think is cool. I didn't know that he would be like, it seems like a, a small thing, you know, that he wouldn't have time for as the supreme overlord of the Catholic Church. But... You know, send a cardinal or something to go bless I a new mean, business. He can come out onto his balcony at specific <laughs> times of the day to wave at people. So I'm pretty sure he can go bless new businesses. Sure. I'm not saying that he couldn't say, do it. I'm just saying it seems like it's be a, a duty beneath his station is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and he has often lamented that he can't just like walk around town unnoticed like he used to before coming Pope. Um, but he does keep a sense of humor about this. But he was walking out of a Rome record shop. And the title is, Bad Luck, Pope Acknowledges He Got Caught at a Record Store. Why is it bad luck? And how is it that he got caught? He went to do a religious rite to bless a new business. And they're acting like he was in there trying to find the latest Marilyn Manson album, Kanye West album. Mm. <laughs> Just, oh, darn it. Poor you caught Frankie. me buying this Megadeth vinyl. Darn it. They're all out to get him. It's so strange. This is AP News. Like, what? what's the, what's the deal? Mm. What's the deal with this title? It's not a scandal. They're making it sound like a scandal. And it's not. I just found that funny. Okay. Maybe I'm, the, maybe I'm the only one. But I found it interesting. Pope can't catch a break these days. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around.
We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and a whole network of podcasts. And follow Love Thy Nerd on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash LTN on air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more exclusive live interactive content. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we're talking about the metaverse. So far, we've explained what the metaverse is planning to become, and mostly the pros (laughs) of the world at large joining the system. But now it's time to take a look at the inevitable cons. Okay, so the first one is a big one. The first one is data. A whole new level of trust must be given to not just a company, but a multitude of companies. Mm -hmm. Now, this would also include up to scanning your brain activity. Yeah, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. Like, this is is stuff you wouldn't trust with your own family members. Yeah, I feel like, you know... (laughs) We've been warned. I think it was, it was Thray. I hope we've talked about this. We haven't talked about this. Never mind. Um, I think having a conversation before we, somebody said something about our generation has grown up in the technological, technological, is that the word? World? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And since the beginning, we've been told you don't put your personal information out there. Right. Well, yeah. Um, this is way more than just my personal information. <laughs> and what makes this worse is that currently the charge for the metaverse is being done through the company formerly known as Facebook, which is notoriously on Capitol Hill for data privacy issues. Bom, bom, bom. So, yeah, that is a big hurdle we're going to have to get over. Yeah. The, the, the way that we have handled like use of product agreements in the past where we just kind of scroll to the bottom, click yes, I accept and move on might need to be a thing of the past because it might become a time where you need to read every bit of that contract you're agreeing (sighs) to before you feel comfortable joining the metaverse. Uh, It's, it's, that's probably the biggest hurdle that they're going to have to overcome. How to make this both immersive and personalized enough that it's worth the experience, but safe enough to where we know that our privacy is protected. It's going to take a lot of effort and I'm not sure it'll ever be perfect. Because it's not perfect now. And we've had the internet for forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and this also kind of makes me think about... um, Chris and I were having a conversation last week. For a while, I was a notary through the state of New Mexico. And my license just recently expired. And he was telling me that he had just read where... Notaries no longer have to notarize things in person. It can all be done online. And so I kind of was like, well, that's kind of cool. But that's also very odd because the whole purpose is that I need to be able to see you physically signing your document in order to then notarize, put my seal on the document And sign my name saying that I witnessed it. So there's a whole other level of security there as far as, you know what? Yeah. It it doesn't seem nearly as secure. Yeah. 
does it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that. Yep. Uh, all right, next up on our list, creating virtual experiences as real live ones. So again, this this was kind of a a pro, like you can create your own world. Yeah. But just in the way that we get in the habit of doing on the internet now, you can also create your own personal echo chamber with little to no outside influences if you don't want them. Mm-hmm. This might be a utopia online for you, but you'd be ignoring real world flaws and struggles. For instance, you could set up a virtual life where you can check a box and never have to interact with anyone who is the uh, opposing political party as you. Right. Can you imagine how much that would change and influence how you actually treat oh, 100%. people in the real world yeah. that are the opposing party? We're yeah. already at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Imagine where you can just poop, erase them from yeah. every interaction. Mm-hmm. Well, and you wouldn't have these problem-solving skills either. Right. You know, when the time came that you did encounter someone physically, you wouldn't know naturally. Right. There are a lot of people that just heard what I said and say, that sounds amazing. Right. But no, because that will not train you how to actually interact with people that disagree with you. Exactly. In a decent manner. Uh Uh-huh. You're going to treat them like lesser thans, enemies, people that you shouldn't even give the time of day to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can create a world where they don't even exist, Mm -hmm. then in the real world, when they do show face and exist, it's going to be very difficult for you to um, not wish death upon them. <laughs> right. How will you ever be challenged as a person? Oh, yeah. If you can just get away with any or do away with anyone that you don't agree with, block them from your experience or from even existence within your world, how are you going to grow mm-hmm. socially? Well, not and even... Yeah. Like your own opinions Emotionally and thoughts. You're supposed and, to grow yeah. by having yourself challenged. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not challenged, you don't grow. Fact. <sighs> all right. Here's a scary one. <laughs> what if? It's all scary. <laughs> what are you talking about? Here's one of the scariest ones. What if your account is hacked? And we've already seen how someone's Facebook account will get hacked and they'll start sending private messages to people in the friends list of that person saying, Hey, I need money, blah, 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 blah. Or at the very least putting an ad about cheap Ray-Ban sunglasses on their page and hoping someone clicks on a link. Mm -hmm. That's really a phishing scam. But imagine you have an avatar and you're out there interacting, speaking, spending virtual money, and it's somebody else behind the avatar instead of you. I mean... That's a terrifying aspect. It is. And I think it would be incredibly easy considering how easy... I think I said this last week, maybe the week before, catfishing. Yeah. You know, essentially... That's just catfishing. Eventually, all of this will be catfishing because you can create your avatar however you want it to be. You can change it <laughs> a little bit or a lot of it. You can be a woman if you are a man. That also really with worries no problem. me. And I'm, there's going to be a lot of trolling mm-hmm. <laughs> involved with these things. Mm-hmm. Now, I, Do you remember me talking about how I've noticed that when my boys play Fortnite, they choose the female characters yes, and yeah. it's because they're more slender and right. so they fit behind or in things. They hide better, yeah. Yes. I can see that thought process carrying over into virtual reality, becoming their own virtual reality identity, and then... Not necessarily with my boys, but just as people in general, that thought process going from it's easier to survive as this type of person VR to it's easier to survive as this type of person in real life. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. which can be terrifying. There's also um, temptation in that sense in uh, 
there's an episode of Futurama where they go into the internet and the internet has evolved into this kind of metaverse thing. And one of the characters, who's a male, turns into a female in order to convince the other male characters they're running into to like buy them stuff and give them money and mm. uh, online and all that. There's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of a lot of taking advantage of people. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all that's pretty scary. Uh, moderation. So, how good is moderation today? Let's think about Twitch. When we, we <laughs> we're on Twitch, they they go too far <laughs> in one direction, where they <laughs> they 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 block words like loony. Oh my goodness! <laughs> from, the, from the Twitch chat, and then we have places like Twitter, who have been accused of only moderating content that goes against their political mm-hmm. leanings. They have uh, places on the web that have uh, largely no moderation, such as uh, what 4chan used to be, 8chan. You know, those kind of places didn't have any moderation. Uh, beyond what would be considered complete law-breaking, but bullying, harassment, gore, sex, all that kind of stuff, plainly visible in many places. Mm -hmm. If there's going to be any kind of safeguards put in place to protect against cyberbullying or harassment, the only way to do this is by monitoring every single action that every user does. (laughs) Because online... It's easier in that you can just kind of do a word search. If this word pops up, block it. Block the whole thing. If they do it enough times, block that account. But here, we're going from written text to physical action in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. You'll have to monitor every interaction to protect it from devolving into chaos. And even still, we will likely experience harassment in a way that feels closer than ever. People will get in your face, but still be safe behind their own screen. Mm You will have virtual people come up to you and call you Hitler with a virtual finger in your face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when you slap their virtual face, and then it just devolves into chaos. Virtually. (laughs) So, again, this comes down to that data thing. It's like there's going to be a lot more invasive uh, moderation, a lot more invasive monitoring. There would need to be. Because, yeah, there'd be no way around it. See, and I think possibly in ways that no one has even really considered because you hear this and you think of all the pros and you get caught up in all the pros and the pros outweigh the cons in your mind yeah, and possibly in a numerical list, the pros outweigh the cons. But when you actually weigh the effect of the pros versus the cons, the cons are far heavier, mm-hmm. far heavier. I think about there are students, there are children in elementary school who verbalize regularly that they're depressed and that they have suicidal thoughts. Okay. You put them into a world like this where they may be given the option to view in a virtual reality realm ways in which they think about taking their own life. Yeah. And over time, what's going to happen is it's going to desensitize them to the reality of that. And I think we'll probably see a lot more lives taken mm-hmm. because it won't seem so severe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like the internet has the deep web and then the dark web, mm-hmm. there's going to be places that inevitably exist for the detriment of society yeah. specifically mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff like that could be mm-hmm. a real, real thing, a real mm-hmm. problem. I think a lot more, um, uh, I can't even think of the word, which really stinks right now. Um, well, so you address harassment, but I also think, you know, sexual harassment is going to be mm. yeah. 
way still more be, prevalent. Yeah, still, you be know, a big, big issue. Yeah. Uh huh. And it will still, yeah. even though it may not have physically happened, it will still leave a mark. Mm-hmm. You know, it will still have an effect on that person. And as an extension of that, there will inevitably be a porn aspect yeah. to the metaverse as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's something that people are clamoring for day one mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of areas of the internet. And that'll lead to a whole new level of porn addiction, sex addiction. And see, issues. and I think that a lot of people will probably see virtual reality in that aspect as a pro because it will be, well, it's not real, mm. you know? I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not physically doing anything. It's not real. Not realizing. Those kind of addictions are progressive. Uh Always. Always. And still, regardless of how moderate or deep of an addiction it becomes, there is a scar that's left behind. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there is an effect that it has on your physical person. Yeah. You know, Yep. we may be living in a virtual reality, but when we take that headset off, we are a real person. Yeah, absolutely true. So let's get into the heavier ones here. Okay. These are already pretty heavy, but this is going to get pretty heavy too. Okay. We are going to care about our real selves less and less. Yes. Already society, society we sit too much, we snack too much. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> That's me. And this is only going to increase it. You're going to care less about your physical appearance and your physical well-being because your life will be in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. The more that you do it anyway. Without without moder- without moderation. Yeah, moderation. Everything in moderation. That's yes. the right word. Uh-huh. We've yeah. already said that word so many times in a different context. I wasn't sure if it was the right word to use. If you're not doing it in moderation, if you're immersed in it all the time, then yes, you're you're going to waste away into grossness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to experience highs and events in a more amazing and addictive way, which will make our real lives less and less appealing. Mm-hmm. And this could lead to an addiction to the metaverse. In Star Trek, there was a character named Lieutenant Barkley, who was in The Next Generation, I believe, and then a little bit in Voyager as well. And he had a symptom called hollow addiction, where he was living the majority of his life in a hologram program, living in virtual reality, where he could make himself the most popular person on the ship Mm. where everybody was friends with him. Everybody loved him when it wasn't the case in real life Mm -hmm. where he was, he was very shy and, and awkward in real life and he didn't have many friends and the few that he did thought he was kind of annoying. And so to fix all those problems, he built himself a holographic world and got addicted to it to where He would jones for it if he was away from it for too long. He would spend days upon days in this scenario. That feels like more of a realistic kind of addiction in this thing, in the metaverse, than I ever thought would be possible. I mean, we're already, and I say we as a, like, a a, a general. Universal, Universal we. Yeah. Um, addicted to to that, so to speak, via social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Living vicariously through other people that we see or even creating our own worlds that are only presented on social media. Uh-huh. And the likes reality. and the reactions and yeah. the, the friend requests mm-hmm. and, you know, the shares and... Yeah. Yeah. We're already living it. The dopamine hit after dopamine hit. Uh-huh. That's what we're getting addicted to. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to skyrocket yeah. the more we immerse ourselves in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's little chance that the metaverse doesn't take over the majority of our lives. Like we said, jobs, school, events, sports, even experiencing. Uh, I mean, I, I really believe there will be a whole new level of entertainment where we have video games, we have TV shows, we have movies, there's going to be metaverse experiences. A whole new group of studios that are designed just to create immersive metaverse experiences. We're going to have all of this stuff that will make 
living in the metaverse, at least briefly each day, no more optional than the internet Mm -hmm. in our lives today. You need it for work, productivity. You'll need it for social activities because that's where all your friends are. Mm -hmm. Social media will morph into actually engaging with people through the metaverse. Actually, actually engaging. not actually engaging. <laughs> actually not actually engaging, not engaging with people, not people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And so you'll live in this amazing world where you can fly and you can go to every place fly. on earth. <laughs> it's Peter Pan, by it's the way. Peter Pan, okay. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and then you'll take off your headsets. From this world that you deem is so close to perfect and fantastical as possible, and you'll come back to reality. Yeah. Or as Adam Curry calls it, the meat space. That's Real disgusting. World. <laughs> but okay. Real world surrounded by meat bags. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> and that's going to be a, uh, a letdown <laughs> for a lot of people. <sighs> That's going to like, so for, for this show, uh, I've already created the image that we're going to be posting online with it. Cause I went to a website called ready player me and it takes a photo of you and it builds yourself, a, a, a an avatar character based on your picture, but it enhances things. Your beard looks fuller. You don't, you're not as fat. It just does all this automatically. I just want you to know, you said it enhances things. Your beard looks fuller, and then your hands went towards your chest area, and I was very concerned for where you were going next. I mean, look at the no. Um, so it's it's a it's a like the 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 thing that I made for myself here was a you know more perfect version of what I could be in the real world. And so I'm this person that I think is just tall, strapping, full beard, beautiful, bald man, interacting with all these people online. I come home, I take off my headset, I look down at my giant gut and my moles all over my face and, you know, all the imperfections that I see. And I'm like, gosh, I'm not that person. And instead of being motivated to change and become that person, instead, I'm motivated to get back into the world where I'm already that person. Yeah. That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And there will be a small amount of people who are motivated, Mm -hmm. you know, who will see and go, oh, okay. Sure. That's a possibility. And then work towards it. Guess what's going to end up happening? That small amount of people that already small amount of people are not going to see the full success that they are hoping for. Yeah. And then that, that small amount of people becomes even smaller. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, so lastly, the next, the last con that I have here, um, is transhumanism. Now this is not anything to do with, transsexuality it's a completely different thing this term existed beforehand what? this is when we get into the brain microchips integrating technology into humanity now that is not required to start the metaverse but like it is likely a natural progression of it once we start down this path with the metaverse there will be no turning back there's not going to be a point where we reach, okay, well, this was enough of the metaverse. Let's go right. back to what we had before. Yeah. We're going to keep going towards that. Uh, MIT <laughs> has predicted for, I think, since the 70s that our society is probably going to collapse around 2040. That is 18 years away. And they've also recently come out and said, we're probably ahead of schedule. The metaverse could be amazing in many, many ways. Why did you just say that? (laughs) But it could also be the harbinger of basically the end of civilization as we know it. 
It's very possible. Now, MIT's thing is not about technology per se. It's about the environment and all these other things. But technology is a part of it. And if we continue to mesh our human form and bio biological uh, organisms with technology, how far do we go before we're more machine than people? We'll already have a metaverse internet that exists that we can exist in. And so this is one of those things that I'm saying that we're not seeing as a possibility in the future, but what if one day we can just upload our entire consciousness into this metaverse world and that becomes the new reality. What does that mean when it comes to spirituality? <laughs> if we upload our consciousness into a virtual reality where we essentially can never die, are we already dead? Is our soul already gone and in heaven? Or do we never reach heaven because our soul is in this computer and we never die? Or is it just going to be the ones and zeros that our brains already produce living on and our actual spiritual self is gone? I'm going to start throwing things. <laughs> like, I'm getting too deep. Too no, deep here. In I've fear. already told you that the reason I have such a difficult time with this is because for every pro that I think of, I have a con. And for every con that I think of, I have a pro. And I just cannot figure out where to land. <laughs> And so while my brain is already like spinning <laughs> at warp speed and I cannot catch up. I throw this at you. <laughs> the future of my children and possible grandchildren. Terrifies me. <laughs> it terrifies me. So really what I think it'll come down to if even if that's where society starts to trend. It will come down to, especially when it comes to spiritual matters, our own personal responsibility. Absolutely. To not make that decision, to do that. If your life is going to come to an end, it's going to come to an end naturally. You're not going to be uploaded into something. Actually, there is a show that's about that, isn't there? On Amazon, there's a show what called Upload. What is that show? Upload. Upload. Yeah, we've talked about yeah, it several I times. I forgot all about it. There is already a show like it, that. I mean, it's not really a show that... Um, not really an appropriate show, but it's an no. interesting, it is. interesting it, show. Yes. Um, not a family-friendly show. Let's no. put it that way. But it's an interesting one. If you're a, over the age of 18 and feel as though you can handle without putting yourself into any sort of struggle, yeah. specific situations, then but yeah, watch it'll, it. It'll come, like in that show, there's a character, a character's dad, right? Who is religious yes. and does not want to be put on a list to be uploaded when yep. he's dying. He wants to die naturally. And the daughter keeps trying to convince him to get on this so he can live forever with the rest of the family in this virtual world after his death. Mm -hmm. And he's still not on board of it. And not in a way that makes you feel like he's stupid or anything. Like, this is a genuine conviction that he has, and he presents it that way. And he's honest that he says, you know, he's not entirely sure what he's thinking is right, but then something happens in this virtual world that he's kind of touring, and he's like, you know, nope, you know what? I think I'm right. I'm going to stay. I'm going to die naturally. Yeah. Like, this is, this is an interesting concept that might very well become a real debate in the future. Yeah. And so that's going to have to come down to your own real personal spiritual journey on whether or not you think that takes it too far, which I personally believe it would. Mm -hmm. I personally believe it would take it too far to actually like get a neural link, put in your brain. Uh huh. That's too close to dangerous territory revelations, nonsense. So I will say <sighs> this, actually, I'm going to say a lot of things, but say it. this is the first thing that I'm going to say. You know, every, everything that everybody fears about it being the end of the world Mm -hmm. currently. And I mean, I've, I feel like I've been hearing it's the end time since I was like six years old. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we've even like grasped hold of the beginning of that yet. Yeah. 
I think that it is so much more big than what we can even begin to imagine. And this kind of just solidifies it for me. Mm -hmm. What's scary, though, is that every technological advance uh -huh. I think the society makes brings us closer to that. Mm -hmm. And we're making those leaps yeah. faster and faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To the point where I think it could be possible within our lifetime. We see in times events coming around, which is a weird leap to make at the end of the conversation around basically fancy virtual reality. Mm -hmm. But like we said, once we start going down this path, that's the way society will go. There won't be a turning back. And at this point, it looks like we're already entrenched in it, even though a few months ago, we didn't even think about it. We didn't even think that this would be a thing. And now it looks like it's definitely going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. So with all the pros and cons that we've talked about, there are a lot of cool things that this is going to be able to do. But there are so many safeguards that need to be put in place both by the companies, but mainly by the users. Mm-hmm. So much personal responsibility that's going to be needed to be taken by the users, by the parents of younger users. Mm -hmm. Which like, they already, I mean, so many already don't do. Yeah. And see, the way I'm thinking about this is, you know, think about the way society is now. If, if you choose to stay out of the metaverse as it becomes a more and more immersive thing, as it becomes more and more commonplace, like everything is being done here, and you choose to keep you and your family out of it entirely, mm -hmm. do you become the new, you know, stereotypical Amish, you know, at this point? Like, are you, are you at the point where you're outside of what most people think of up-to-date society like i guess so i mean that's 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 the only way i can think of it is yeah. that you're 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 behind a generation in technology mm -hmm. on purpose mm -hmm. that would be strange it would be so strange it really would be but i'm that's a very good comparison yeah i'm yeah yeah mm -hmm. so all that being said Scary thing. Mm -hmm. Going to have some ups, but you got to use that with tremendous, tremendous focus mm -hmm. <laughs> to the yeah. point where you're fully aware of how your, your real life is working and how this is at its core, not your real life. It can be very real and have very real impacts on your life, but you also have to take care of your actual physical body, your actual physical self, the world around you. You cannot put yourself in your own echo chamber. You cannot uh, let yourself become addicted to living in a virtual reality world. You have to exist in the real world. <laughs> and if you can't do that, you should stay away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Responsibility, moderation. My gosh. Just like video games. Just like anything else. I hope my kid's listening. <laughs> just like your smartphone, just like the internet, just like uh, streaming services on your TV. All of that needs to be done with moderation because all of it can become addictive bad habits that impact the rest of your life. But this one has the potential to be the biggest one that you will ever experience. And so be smart about it as it comes up, which might be in the next five to 10 years. This might become a widespread thing that quickly. Prepare for it. Prepare yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually for what that's going to look like and how it's going to impact your reality. Mm -hmm. And be smart. Yeah. Hey, I have a, one, more, one more con okay. against my pro. Against your pro. Yeah. I'm telling you. You <laughs> remember my pro about less pollution? Yes. Okay. So, 
we just talked about the con of, you know, this virtual reality becoming your reality and you caring less about your actual reality. So for me personally, this is going to let you, I mean, you're not going to be surprised by this at all. (laughs) Our regular listeners will not be surprised by this at all. But, you know, for me, if I created this perfect world, it would be inside of my dream home. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything that I wish I could do, that I want to do, that I'm striving towards doing in my real home. And even things that wouldn't be possible in the real world. Right. Yeah. You could have a waterfall. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I would just do it in my virtual home. Yeah. Right. And exactly like you said, every time you take that headset off and you look around, well, this is garbage, you know. Why am I living in this heat when I can put my goggles back on and live in my own personal heaven? Well, what's going to end up happening physically to my home? Mm-hmm. It's going to start to uh, deteriorate. Uh-huh. You're going to start to care less and less about it. So let's think about that pollution aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, we may not be driving as much. Our air may not be as polluted. But everything else is falling apart. (laughs) Everything will be deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah. At a rate that's when things are not being cared for. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Including ourselves. Mm -hmm. More so than anything, I think, would be ourselves. Just saying. So, take take all that with a grain of salt. (laughs) I just hope somebody somewhere is, like, sitting on the same fence with me. Because it hurts. It's a very pointy fence. It really is. (laughs) We'll be back with more. Stick around. you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we hate. This is a new segment for the show. (laughs) Would you like to go first? (laughs) No, you can go first for this one. Okay. Mine is actually kind of heartbreaking. Uh, Maybe I do want to go first. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe you go first. Yours is probably more in the spirit of the actual way we're supposed to be doing this, but something happened this week that I just absolutely hated as a parent. So I'm going to be talking about that. You go ahead. Yours will probably be more lighthearted, correct? Yeah. Go for it. Um, But I can't guarantee that every single week because there have been several weeks where you, you know, I have to prepare something that I love and I'm like, man, I can think of so many things right now that I hate. Why do I got to come up with something that I love? So when you told me I get to come up with something that I hate, I rejoiced a little. Um, But this past week I have, for whatever reason, been doing a whole lot of cleaning and reorganizing in my house and that included my pantry. And I have come to learn that I absolutely hate, hate. When, for whatever reason, either I or my husband have bought different sized cans of the same item. I hate it. I hate it. We have a can of kidney beans that is the larger size. I wish I probably should have looked at the ounces before presenting this. The big big can. Um, 
And we have two cans of kidney beans that are the smaller size. And so when I place them neatly in a row, like I like to do with my cans inside my pantry, it throws off the entire look, the entire feng shui of my entire pantry. It infuriates me. Every time I open up my pantry and I see that row of cans that have two different sizes of the same item, I kind of want to scream a little. (laughs) I'm just saying. I assumed that this would be a segment full of petty stories Mm -hmm. and... You've delivered. <laughs> I don't care if you think it's petty because it for real bothers me. Oh, God. It really does. It okay. really does. So here's mine. Mine. Oh, good. Mine Thank is you a diff- for allowing me to get that off my chest. <laughs> mine is a difficult moment uh, in parenting. That This is the first time this has happened. Um, so for Christmas, my father-in-law got my oldest boy, Eli, not not like a GoPro, but like a kid-friendly, cheaper version of that, because he loves, like, doing videos of him pretend fighting, you know, bad guys or whatever, and taking pictures of his sister and all these kind of things. He likes doing that stuff. And he often does it on his cumbersome Kindle, which doesn't have a lot of space for it. And uh, so Greg thought, well, we'll get in this. This thing has a giant uh, SD card with tons of gigabytes of stuff. He can take as many as he wants. We got that. So he's had it. You know, it took a little setup, so we didn't get around to it until this past week. I got it set up for him. He had it for four days. And then at one point, he had it in his hands. His little brother was bugging him, annoying him, not like touching him, just annoying him. And out of anger, he smacked that camera on the edge of his wooden bed frame and busted it to heck. And so it was one of those moments where he just comes out. Just, like, not hysterically crying, just like that sad, somber bawling of realizing what he just did Mm -hmm. and knowing already that there's nothing we can do about it but bringing it to me anyway, just out of that pure hope. Yeah. And it was just absolutely heartbreaking. That was the first time anything like that's happened. And so we had to, like, talk about how, yeah, I mean... Anger is something that everybody, grown-ups and kids alike, have to try and keep in check. Because when we don't, things like this happen. Yeah. I pointed to a a little hole in our wall in the living room that my wife kicked in one night after a really bad night with the baby. Saying, see, happens to mommy and daddy too. (laughs) I love how you point out evidence of dangerous anger and not your own. It was the only one that's still around that we haven't fixed yet. Wow. <laughs> but no, I did tell him a story about when I was his age. What I did the same punk. thing. The first time I remember that was um, I had a Power Rangers action figure. It was my favorite, like Red Ranger Power Rangers action figure. And I did the same thing. I was angry. I went and I picked it up and just threw it on the ground and busted, the, shattered the arm. The hand went flying everywhere. And uh, I was inconsolable yeah. for the rest of the day. Yeah. And like, I remember that feeling explicitly. It's one of my earliest memories. So that's what I hate. So parenting is hard sometimes. I, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. My angry child actually had the a very similar situation recently um where his anger was valid. You know, he mm-hmm. had he had right to be angry. However, mm-hmm. um the punching of his television was not oh, valid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um and so we had to have the same conversation, you know, and my child is much older than your child. And so he was able to purchase a replacement right. with his, his money. Um, but he sat on it for about three weeks before he finally decided, okay, yeah, I, I do want to use my money to buy a new TV. We'll get this, get this. Mm. I bring home the TV for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was out running errands and I was like, hey, they've got this TV. Do you want me to grab it? Yeah, go ahead. Grab it. Okay, cool. Bring it home. He has to change the size of his TV mount to fit the new TV. 
He has his TV sitting on his bed. And just as he finishes screwing in the mount in the back, he tosses the screwdriver onto his bed, not even thinking, and hits the brand new TV up in the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was it. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah, I am not going any further with this story. Oh, yeah, it was my heart. It was pretty heartbreaking. Dang, man. Mm-hmm. We got it fixed. We got it taken care sure, of. Sure, but, but it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Topher comes out and he's like, um, um, "You might want to go check because there's something wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Yikes. yeah. Yikes. Yep. Anger is difficult. Anger uh-huh. is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see getting plenty angry after that happening, too. Right? And that time it wasn't even like... Right. That time, even more legitimate. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Chris and I were both like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's get out of this bad mood and in with a verse for the day. (laughs) Our verse for the day is Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.